Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this edition of Wise Men Say, the Hull City podcast. Today I am joined by my co-host John. Hello John, how are you? Good morning, Alex. I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. On this bitter Saturday AM, as we record <laughs> um, ahead of our Oxford game today. Yeah, I feel like um, we're we're moving up in the podcast world. You know, we've got some better recording equipment, and we're just developing all the time. So, yeah. I want to say to everyone a big thank you to those who have supported us early on in our podcast journey, and we'll talk a little bit about the podcast and where we're going. A little bit later on in today's episode, but I'm really excited for you all to hear about it. Yeah, ditto, mate. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's double edged as well because we both, as well as um, being really keen on giving a nice positive um, sort of atmosphere uh, and platform for for all our whole city fans around the world, um, we also get a lot from it ourselves. That we really enjoy doing it. So. Indeed. So thank you uh, as as well. To everyone who's listened, contributed, tweeted, uh, etc. Um, and yeah, uh, so I'll give you a quick rundown of what we're going to do today and then we'll crack on. So we've got a couple of fixtures to go through. We've got Shaking Stevenage uh, in the in the Afar Cup. Uh, then we've got the uh, Doncaster League game. Uh, then we've got uh, a bit of news to go through. And finally... Um, we'll do our predictions for the next two games after we go through a nice edition of Hull City Alphabets, hashtag uh, letter L. Yes. So, so I'm going to come to you for shaking Stevenage, John. Um, we, we were hoping to have a guest on this morning, but we haven't heard from him. So uh, Tom may be joining us at some point, Tom yeah. Devereux. So I'll give you the team quickly for Stevenage in goal. It was longy, longy, long legs, long. Tommy Coyle, uh, Alfie Jones, is that right, Alfie? Yeah. Yeah, Alfie Jones, Geordie Devise, McLaughlin, Regan Slater, Dan Batty, Samuelson in midfield. I'm not sure about that, but this this is what was on um, yeah. on my uh, fixtures app. Uh, Maya, Maya, <laughs> Tommy <laughs> and Scott as uh, a front three. Sir yeah. John, thoughts on shaking Stevenage? Well... When we were looking at that lineup, yeah, that's how it came out on the on the app that I've got here as well. And mm. we were sort of discussing it on our like friends group chat and things, weren't we? I, I was thinking that it was going to be Batty and Slater as a, a sort of holding two, and then Maya sort of in a ten role or Samuelson, and it was quite fluid really because you would find sometimes Maya would be on that right hand side or Samuelson would, and then Scott would sort of you know the, I think the the, the 
plan was that the three were quite fluid and, and interchanged. But maybe if we had a little bit more certainty there, I would have, you know, we may have seen a little bit more, I don't know, um, structure and, and able to sort of break through Stephen Edge a little bit easier. Because, to be honest, that team was well-equipped to beat a, a lowly League 2 Stevenage. And I thought, right, this is a chance for quite a lot of these players to then go, right, start me, especially Eves, you know, Scott. Samuelson had been knocking on the door as well. They had the likes of, of Batty, who had been sort of, you know, quite a, a, a regular in, in that sort of first-team setup. So it wasn't like it was a, a full team of a full second team in a way. It, it was, but in other ways, you know, any of these players should be able to drop into the, the first 11 in the league and, and not look out of place. You know, you've got uh, Device as well, and, um, who wants to get his place back off Greaves. You've got Coyle, who needs to be pushing Emmanuel constantly for a league start. He captained the side again. So, um, yeah, it was a good competitive side. And it was just a shame, really, that we didn't come away with the... The victory, I've got to say credit to the Stevenage keeper coming, who was excellent, I thought. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen us sort of take up that flat trap bully sort of tag that we were getting in, in League One and, and sort of dominate the team early on and, and blitz them, really. Looking at the subs as well who came on, obviously the bench, I don't think, and I think Bernsey agreed with me, the bench wasn't really well equipped to deal with a, a difficult game or, uh, you know, uh, a bit of a shock. You know, as soon as they scored on the 79th minute, who was it? Was it um, List who came on? He was a sub. He came on and made an impact. We then struggled to, to, you know, we had Lewis Potter. But apart from that, you know, if you look at the other, the, the full bench, well, Fleming came on, Chadwick came on, Callum Jones came on. But as well, who you know, we had Cartwright, obviously reserve keeper, Max Sheaf, Festus Arthur who were on the bench, we, we didn't have enough on there to come on uh, and make a big difference. So, yeah, okay, eventually, you know, penalties and you expect Eves to score his really after he scored one earlier on in the game. But, you know, it's a lottery in it, penalty shootout. You just do not know when it gets to that point. Um, it was a you know an early sign, you know, after Long obviously saved his, that we, we could have gone through. But then it went on and on and on and you get to those guys who don't really want to take a penalty. And then, uh, obviously, McLaughlin... Missing the penalty, and we 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 lose out on pens. And I thought, you know, the third round would have been a really good opportunity for us. And, you know, given I think the Stevenage didn't get a, a great draw, did they? Can't remember who they've got now. Um, who they've got in the third round? I'm trying to think. Uh, it's Swansea, isn't it? So mm. you know, it's not as if you know we're missing out on a massive tie there. But you know, it, that would have then been an opportunity for us to go into the fourth round. Yeah, quite. So, um, yeah, for me, overall, a little bit disappointed, but I think we've just got to look at the big picture. If someone said to you before the season started, go up as uh, league winners or, you know, a chance to playoffs and have a nice little cup run, you go for the league winners, don't you? Yeah, of course, of course. What were your thoughts, Alex? Yeah, so, a couple of things for me. Um Initially, I was quite like upset at the end of the game. Not not upset, but disappointed. I'd say I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> um, and my initial reaction was um, disappointment with the players. But uh, as we are on Wise Men Say, we are a positive podcast. So, on reflection, I think I'd like to say uh, that my credit really goes to the Stevenage players. Um, as they, I think they were just a bit more hungry. And that's not to say we played badly as such, um, because, you know, we've played some good stuff at times. But I just think they treat it more like a proper cup tie than we did, you know. Once we went one yeah. below, uh, I felt we could have, um, you know, pressed on um, and got the second. But it just wasn't meant to be. Um, and like I said, credit to the Stevenage players. that They were really on it. And, um, you know, they give their all in that game. And, you know, I, can't, I don't think anyone played badly in our side, but, you know, equally, no one really was banging on McCann's door, was they, and saying, I need to be starting in the league. You know, like, I agree with you. It was a real chance for these sort of fringe players, Samuelson, Scott, you know, Maya, he, uh, <laughs> 
and and Eves, um, you know, to say, right, well, you should be picking me. Yeah. Um, I think we were a bit predictable with the Coyle and McLaughlin situation because everything was going down our right hand side with Coyle, and every time it went to the left with Scott, I don't think Scott really had a natural left back in McLaughlin who could overrun. No. Um, so my, he's my not going to bomb on, is he? No, yeah. he's not going to bomb on. My big bear was I, w- I would have liked to see Fleming um, start. Yeah, unlucky really, wasn't he, to start? I thought. Yeah, um, I thought he could have made the difference, given us another option down the left. Because I think they thought, oh, well, the danger is clearly Coyle. Um, so they, they sort who, of... would you, who would you have taken out? What, for Fleming? Fleming. What, to play yeah. Fleming? Well, yeah. McLaughlin, yeah. All right, OK. Yeah, because I, I was, you know, when you look at it, and obviously the vice came off, um, not sure if he's fully fit or, or what, but the temptation would have been to maybe play McLaughlin and Jones. Um, you could have also, you know, the, a lot of the time there's two right side, um, right footed centre halves. You could have maybe experimented with McLaughlin and Device um, as, as a pairing and moved Jones into midfield. That would have taken out maybe a, a Maya or a, a Samuelson because I feel like maybe they both would have been better playing in a, in a wide area rather than you know one being a ten. Yeah. Um, so there was a bit of flexibility there, which McCann I think maybe missed out on a little bit. But I think I think your your point about being a little bit disappointed is valid because, um, you know, with that success that we're having this season comes a greater expectation. Um, I sound like a Spider Man quote. Uh, with great power comes great <laughs> responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's true. You know, with a bit of success, your expectation builds. So, and that goes for a second team as well. So, despite the fact that, you know, our first 11 are doing quite well. You're thinking, right, these guys are training with them every single day. Um, obviously, they'll probably be used to playing in a 4-3-3 because they need to be able to drop into this first team at any point and they all need to be sharp. They've had plenty of cup games in the other competitions as well. So you're yeah. expecting a good performance. So, yeah, it was a, a little bit disappointing. But I do feel like these um, defeats that we're having are always... a uh, a good opportunity to learn, especially for the younger players. And it's it wasn't a loss in 90 minutes, which I, I think as well, you know, it's a penalty shootout. It's a lottery. I think maybe McCann just didn't have enough on the bench. Yeah, I agree. And I, I suppose it's the it's like the old casino odds, isn't it? Like we won six on the bounce. You know, we're gonna we're gonna drop points or lose a game eventually. Yeah. Um, it just so happens to be with all these you know, a lot of changes in a cup game. Uh, it just, for me, it could have gone two ways, you know. We could have lost our winning habit and that, that could have filtered into the league. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, that comes nicely on to our Doncaster game. So any final yes. thoughts on the Stevenage game before we move on? Um, yeah, not really. Just uh, just a case of, yeah, it would have been nice to have been in, that, in the hat for um, in a, and have Swansea and see how we could get on in that, but... Yeah, yeah, we've got plenty of you know we've got the the old Papa John's, haven't we, to to look at, and then we've yeah. got our our league campaign to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you the team for the Donny Doncaster game. So Ingram and Gull in the return for the league fixture. Emmanuel, Alfie Jones, Greaves and Elder, Doherty, Smallwood, Honeyman, Wilkes, McGuinness, and Adelican. So your thoughts on the Doncaster game, John? Again, yeah, good little... Uh, obviously, it's a bit of a derby, isn't it? Yorkshire derby. And we knew it was going to be a close game. I can't remember what I called now last episode. I'll see if I can find my notes anyway. But I can't remember exactly what it was that I called. Um, uh, ooh. But, okay, ooh. here we go. Oh, I put uh 2-0 win for us. So I was close. I was close. Um. Yeah, it was uh, a really good game. I thought, obviously, with it being a former uh, McCann side, it would you know they would put up a bit of a performance. But uh, started off with a McGuinness Belter. Or how how would you describe it again, Alex? Thunder Dragon. A Thunder Dragon. There we go. Yeah, it was a it was a great goal, wasn't it? It just that just shows the confidence he has at the minute and the, the form that he's in. Mm-hmm. Then we're looking at the the goal from uh, Doncaster, John Jules, and I was. You know, you're looking at it thinking, is it Coppin Joe's who's a bit of a veteran now? You're thinking, stop yeah. the cross, stop the cross here. Uh, yeah. And it, 
And you know, when when the ball comes in, I can't you can't really look too much towards the centre halves because the cross would have been stopped early on. Um, and it was good, good little instincts from uh, John Jules to finish there. Took a bit of a deflection as well on the way in. Um, so I can't really blame Ingram and the, the, the two there. Then, obviously, it was tight right up until the end. And uh, Eves showed great instincts himself when uh, reacting first to a, a loose ball and, and putting us uh, in front to see out the victory. So that just shows at the minute we've got two really informed strikers. And that comes, I think, with a lot of the cup games we've been having. So it'll be interesting to see how this continues into January and, and you know, as the cup games dwindle, but the league games pick up, yeah. how both these strikers are performing. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the, the one thing that would concern me, and, you know, it was a great way to bounce back from the cup defeat and, you know, almost the Stevenage uh, has, has been forgotten. Um, but I, the one worry I have is a better team would have hurt us, I think. Um, you know, and we could have gone down to a loss that game. Um, as you know, Doncaster played some nice stuff at times, but we weren't very penetrative. Penetrative, yeah. penetrative. You know what I mean? Penetrative. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, so that'd be my only worry. But yeah, I think overall, you know, a very accomplished performance again. Um, the, the absolute. The Thunder Dragon, how I describe it from McGuinness, uh, I think just shows, like you say, um, the confidence he has at the minute. Uh, and if I was McCann, you know, I would be sticking with him at the minute. I think mainly because I think his hold-up play is not perfect, but I think he's got a tad uh, much more hold-up player than Eves. Uh, and I think his first touch is, is definitely better. Yeah, uh, That's the one thing I think Eve should be working on in training. I don't, do you know I mean? I don't know if he can teach it at that age, but that you know, when we and you used to play football in PE, it, you know, it used to be drilled into us that you know, first touch is by far the most important. But I think he's already thinking about his second and third, so I think he just needs to get back to working on that first touch. And he... yeah, you can always work on it. It's a bit, I suppose, it's a bit like um, when you're a boxer and you're working on your timing, you know, you can yeah. teach timing later on in your career, and, and it's all about being sharp and just repetition, repetition, repetition and thinking, right, Eve's in training, you know, what's my what's my weak point? And he'll be having, he should be having the players, you know, fizz, fizz passes into him so he can work on that touch and, like I say, work on one thing at a time. So, right, I've, I've now secured the ball. What can I do with it now? I've got yeah. it under control. Yeah, because when he does have a first touch, he's actually, he holds it up quite well, but he gets himself into bother, I think, with that first touch and gives I, I think it. he needs to be safe in the knowing as well that he knows exactly what the players around him are doing so then he doesn't even need to think about that next pass you, you know if he knows that you know the likes of I don't know Samuelson or Scott who you know Lewis Potter whoever's playing Wilkes for example where's Wilkes going to be right well I know where he's going to be because I know his I know his habits now I know how he plays I've secured the ball and I can I can look to play that pass almost like an automatic reaction, and that's just with repetition, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, and I suppose he might have been developing that at the end of last season, and then of course we've got a whole new look side this year, so they almost have to start again. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like they're getting that gel together, doesn't it? All the players, you yeah. know, people people are finding Wilkes and Adelikin in the right areas. Honeyman's picking up nice, nice pockets of space. But I want to talk about a player that we haven't really spoken about much this year. And it was who are the player I tipped to be our best signing this year in the form of Doherty. Now, I've sort of gone under the radar a bit because um, I think Smallwood's had more of an impact in terms of protecting the back four. But I think that was Doherty's best game for us. Um, he, he seemed to get forward a bit more. He seemed to be doing more of the box-to-box stuff um, that I sort of know that he can do. Um, because he was doing the box stuff, you know, and helping Smallwood out mm. with the back, but you didn't see much of him going forward. But you know, we saw him in some real nice areas against Doncaster. He was also freeing up space for Honeyman, so he, you know, he could um, have a bit more space when he's in the penalty areas. Because I think teams starting to recognise that Honeyman is is really dangerous in this league. You know, mm. arguably probably the best attacking midfielder in the league. So, you know, for Doherty to take that, and I think I think he benefited from having the rest against Stevenage 
more yeah. than anybody else. He looks real sharp. Um, well, so, what, yeah. What you're going to Go find as well in this league, like you say, now people are sort of sussing us out. We're going to, and with us being where we are in the league, you're going to get a lot of teams playing a low block against us and, and trying to sort of soak up maybe pressure and win it and, you know, protect, really protect the, the back four and stop themselves from scoring. And then going on and maybe can we counter it? Can we nick a goal? Can we get a set piece? So yeah. it's the, the movement, the sort of fluidity, the creative passing is much more important. Now we're, we're establishing ourselves as a, a league contender. So <clears throat> the, the single sort of efforts from Honeyman might not be good enough going forward. We've got to have new ideas and, you know, seeing Doherty perform the way he did against Doncaster just shows, right, we've got some some different don't know, sort of phases and patterns of play that we can implement to try and, and uh, create chances. Absolutely. So, yeah, my, my final thoughts on the Doncaster game, if you like, um, I think we just need to be a bit sharper with our finishing. I think there was far too many shots from speculative areas, you know, and I know Delican scored one a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, but the, the goal, I think it was against Burton, wasn't it? But like yeah. that was poor keeping more than a great shot. So I think yeah. we just need to be a bit more patient in attack and really, you know, get those clear-cut trances, you know, like United you know, like Guardiola teaches at Man City, you know, they seem to pass it in at times. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, less shots from 40 yards and more chances in the box. Because when we get the ball in the box to McGuinness, you know, when he's on this form, you know, he's gonna he's gonna finish it. So, yeah, more often than not. So I think we just need to be a bit more patient in attack. Get the likes of Doherty involved. Get it wide to Wilkes, um, and then you know go from there. Um, so if you're also... listening, McCann, if you're listening, yeah. McCann, right? So no more shots from thirty yards unless it goes in. Yeah, yeah, quite simple, isn't it? But I just don't want to talk about Darren Moore because. Um, He's a manager that I really, really like. Um, I thought he did great when he, you know, took temporary charge of uh, West Brom, um, but he ended up um, he ended up getting relegated. <laughs> there was that famous photo. I don't know if you remember it when he won the Manager of the Month award, and then later on that day they ended up getting relegated. <laughs> but you know, I, I like the way he plays his, his football. Um, he sets teams up well. I thought Doncaster looked quite a nice side. You know. The, Play some nice stuff, and you know he made some good subs, bringing Coppinger on against tired legs. You know it was a shrewd move, which ended up causing their goal. But again, he fell into this trap of delusion that um, that League One managers are saying about us. I don't know what they want to achieve, but either they are delusional or they're all they're all sort of got an agenda against us. But no way on earth could he say. That Doncaster, is it? I think his exact words were, "If we, if we'd have drawn that game, it would have been half on our players." I mean, right. what planet is he on? We dominated that game for the large part. Well, um, this brings me on to Alex, uh, mm. a brand new feature actually that I've yeah. uh, I've not told you about, but uh, it is called the Tetley's Award. The Tetley's Award for the most bitter manager this week. Other, bit, right. other bitters are available. We're not sponsored or endorsed anyway by Tetley's Bitter. But yeah. uh, I thought, yeah, because the managers managers seem to be so bitter every single week, we'll award a pint of Tetley's to this week, Darren Moore. Well done, Darren. You've won yeah. the Tetley's Bitter Award for your comments after your team's defeat to Hull yeah. City. Please drink responsibly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, you know, I think it'll reflect on that. I think he could have said things a bit different. But, you know, I think it just spares us on. So, thank you, Darren, for sparing our players on to carry on uh, the good form in the league. Yeah, thank you. And uh, if you are a uh, a brewery or, you know, you, you brew a, a bitter yourself, get in touch because we could do with sponsoring this award and we could send a, a pint to each manager each week that sends a little negative comment our way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Banter. <laughs> Right. right, we we alphabeting or are we previewing? Yeah, let's go. Let's go alphabeti. We'll go alphabeti. Right. Um, in a change to our recorded scheduling, we'll go alphabeti. Um, previews for the game, and then we'll do news at the end. Nice. Well, yeah. Uh, sure. Letter let's, L. Yeah, let's go for yours, John. Today. Right. Well, um, my letter L is one of my 
favourite players to a Warner Hull City share over the years. Um, in 126 games for us, he, he only scored nine goals, but his, his role didn't really suit the goal-scoring type. Uh, went on to gain England honours after he left Hull City and joined West Brom. Lots of learns in his career um, from his parent club, Tottenham. He only played 36 games for Tottenham Hotspur before joining Hull City on loan, and he actually matched that in his first season on loan with the Tigers. This is in the league. And my selection this week is Jake Livermore. Yeah, shout. Top player, top player. Really, yeah. He's a top, top player now, really good player. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, fantastic um, asset that, you know, he brought to the the club. He was a, a leader. Um, he, he worked extremely well with Huddleston. He was, you know, since Ashby, arguably, you know, one of our better sort of defensive-minded midfielders. Really talented player, I thought. Hard worker. Um, he just really sort of epitomised that era of yeah. hard-working players up against it. You know, even though we're in the Premier League, underdogs, you know, he was a big signing for us as well. Yeah, absolutely. Not forget. Uh, was it about five million? I'm trying to think, if if not more, yeah, five seven million. I'm not sure if you. Yeah. Some some of maybe some of the listeners will be able to let us know afterwards. But uh, yeah, I thought really good player for us, and obviously he wasn't the only Livermore, as we'll find out probably to yeah. play for us. Yeah, I think uh, he was on such good form for us. I thought uh, Southgate was going to give him a shout when he played for us. Um, he, he typical, you know, goes against what he says Southgate. So he always says he doesn't mind who players play for. Um, you know, he'll give anybody a chance. But he, he never gave Livermore <laughs> a chance when he was at us. But as soon as he signed for Premier League West Brom, you know, straight in the side. So fair yeah. enough. But yeah, obviously he had a lot of troubles. Um, you know, he, he had troubles with you know drugs and that, didn't he? Uh, after the um, didn't didn't his son pass away? Um, yeah, he had a he had a he had a difficult time. Uh, in his... He had a lot going on personally, didn't he? Um, yeah. So I think credit to him for bouncing back from that. And yeah, I always thought he was, like you say, a real hard worker, very talented player. Probably up there in our, I'd say, top ten, fifteen. I reckon of all time uh, in terms of talent. Um, and yeah, very good to watch. Real, real tough tackler. Uh, but I, I, I sort of, I saw him more as a box-to-box midfielder rather than the defensive-minded one, because I thought when he moved, went forward, he offered quite a lot, um, and often, you know, I thought he could have chipped in with more goals. You know, the goal against yeah. Liverpool comes to mind where it got a deflection, but the old adage, if you don't shoot, you don't score. Um, so yeah, uh, that would be my only criticism, I suppose, of his time with the Tigers. But you know, on the whole. What a real pleasure and honour it was to have him at the club. Yeah, it was. Yeah, fantastic player. Uh, you know what we do to have player to have him back with us now. Um, but yeah, it's you know fantastic, fantastic player. Yeah, absolutely. So, shall I do a couple then? Uh, yeah. Do you, want, do you want to give any? Have you got any more reserve ones? I haven't. No, I thought I'd leave it to the the audience today. Oh, I was generous. <laughs> So I'm gonna go. I'm literally gonna go with how they came in chronologically this time. Yeah. So I've got one half of the Longovich partnership, who, which um, you know, uh, credit for the term goes Hull City Australia for that. Which term. one? Uh, <laughs> Chelovich. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course it is Shane Long, who, yeah. who I always thought. Um, you know, I was real disappointed when he moved um, because. You know, we only—I think we only had him for half a season or a season and a half. I can't remember. It's not um, long enough. Yeah, and he, we made a bit of profit on him, but he just left, and I thought, why did he leave? Um, but then I, I sort of thought he probably preferred to be down south. Um, yeah, didn't yeah. really settle, did he? No, not quite. Uh, you know, in terms of on the pitch stuff, great, but you know, he's never really—he's moved back to Southampton. He's been there ever since. You know, and you sort of think. Why is he happy being on the fringes? Do you know what I mean? Like he did, yeah. he's that good. He should be starting every week. Yeah, he's had some good form, hasn't he? You know, and you know, pardon the pun, but he's had some longevity in the Premier League. Yeah, but I just thought um, if, he did, 
if he'd have gone to you know somewhere like a Sheffield United or uh, you know Burnley or somewhere like that, you know they could have started every week. But when you're playing with Danny Ings, um, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be first looking, are you? Um, so, yeah. so what? It's a shame, but uh, for us, outstanding to watch. Uh, pace to burn. Um, so credit to him for credit for Hull City Australia, Norwegian Tiger and Benedict, who said Shane Long. Then his other name counterpart, George Long, one for the current squad. We love that, don't we? Indeed. Yeah, Hull City Australia and Norwegian Tiger. And then Lee High, who quite recently we had, who's moved on, um, who I thought would have been here longer, to be fair. Um, club captain, wasn't he? And he moved to the area and he's, I think his wife earned a business in the local area also. So I thought that was a longer term signing, but afraid not. So again, Hull City Australia, Tom Devereux for that. Well done, Tom. Yeah. KLP, who surprisingly was only mentioned by a Norwegian Tiger. Another one from the current squad. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got your Jakey Jake Livermore, uh, who you said, also mentioned Love by it. Norwegian Tiger, Benedict Susia and Tom Dev. Uh, Greg Lewer, there's a throwback. Uh, yeah, he us. was obviously there was a lot of promise there, wasn't there? But um, yeah. yeah, I think I feel like maybe that was the beginning of noticing a, a you know a few more uh, um, academy players, and the, you know that was the the sort of beginning of what we're getting now. Yeah, um, when we're getting a lot of, of academy prospects knocking on the door. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yes, a Norwegian Tiger and Mark Spite for him. I like this shot as well. Uh, so Sebastian Larsson, uh, Norwegian Tiger and Benedict's Norwegian Tigers obviously was disappointed there was no Norwegians in this list, but, you know, sticking with the Scandinavian theme. Yeah, got a Swede. Yeah, Swede, Seb. So, yeah, well done to those for him. Junior Lewis, uh, there's a shot. Yeah, so that's throwback. Yeah, from Mark Spite and Benedict's. He's one who divided opinion, I think. Do you agree? Um, yeah, I liked him, me. Did I liked you? Jimmy Lewis. Yeah, yeah, quite liked him. Yeah, uh, he, he, was, he was like, uh, I don't know, like he he did some of the hard stuff, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Not pure talent, but you know, a bit of a graft. <laughs> Would you yeah. say that's fair? Yeah, yeah, I liked him, yeah. Yeah, yeah thought oh, nice little player. For, for the level we were at at the time, of course. Yeah, League One, I think, we signed him, wasn't it? Oh. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Adam Lerthorpe, Mark Spite. Uh, don't know him, do you? Uh, yeah, and the name, yeah. Know the name. Uh, yeah, not by sight. No, I think that's um, like just um, thinking maybe a decade or so younger than our our dad's sort of thing. Right. Uh, well, he's riding FA, I think, I think he is, if I'm not mistaken. In the football scene, anyway. Um he, yeah, I'm sure he's part of East Riding FA now. I had to, you know, from like all my coaching and stuff, the name was like quite prominent. Oh, yeah, cool. Think. Hopefully it's the same, the, the same Adam Lothorpe, who knows? But yeah, who knows? I'll, I'll leave you to research that one in the off period. I'll have, I'll have a little look, yeah. Um, Carl Lightborn. Again, not sure me. No. No, Mark, Mark Spike comes up with these. So Go on, Mark. To him. Yeah, he's he's a real top performer in this. Um, Craig Craig Lawford, who was mentioned by Mark Spite, um, an East Hull Tiger, who said um, that he remembers uh, a flashback of him missing a penalty in some game um, after the old Doncaster game. Uh, not sure about him, are you, John? Oh, sorry, Alex, I didn't catch that. I was just I've just dug up my Adam Lothorpe information. Uh, Craig Lawford, it was. <laughs> No, no, no. So credit to you two for that one. Uh, I've got uh, Lenny Han from Mark Spite and yeah. Tom Dev. That's a shout, that, isn't it? Yeah, career was uh, cut short, uh, tragically, really, due to his um, sort of off the pitch, like uh, mental health and things like that. So, yeah, mm. hopefully he makes a... He's still young, isn't he? So a career in whatever he's decided to do now. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he had a lot of injuries, didn't he? And I think that affected that him. So. Took a toll on him, yeah. Yeah, so if if you if you if this message just if anyone is in contact with Lenihan, just send him our best wishes. Yeah, um, and you know, hope he's doing well. Um, so Adam Lothorpe, yeah, is the uh, is in charge of the East Radnor Fair, so the, the local football scene. 
She's cool. actually the chief exec of yeah, the East Riding Affair. Well done to him. So I've got Chris Lee, again by Mark Spike. Chris Lee, no, I haven't. I, I need to get the list up, really. Yeah. Um, Mark Lynch, there's a shout. Yeah. Spite and Tom Dev. Remember Lynch? But, yeah, was it Mark Lynch who had that nasty injury? Um, I think so, yeah. Um, right quite, back, wasn't he? Yeah, and it was, uh, it, it was quite early on in his career, I believe. But it was... Uh, it, is that Man U? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And then... Um, I'm trying to think of when he had his his injury, um, but yeah, it was. I think he was like a former United, like you know, it was one of the, you know, when well from our, our sort of era when we're looking at players, like, oh, you know, former United trend, you know, we were sort of looking at those sorts of players. Mm. Uh, obviously, then you get the likes of like Joe Dudgeon and those to follow in the years to come. But uh, yeah, yeah, good player. Yeah, this was my favourite shout from Calzy. Uh, Sergio Leite or Leiter or have you oh yeah that? yeah that's a shout isn't it oh yeah no yeah fair, fair yeah good one I didn't think of him yeah Portuguese keeper I think wasn't he yeah yeah shout that and then like you mentioned the Livermore namesake uh, David Livermore I really uh, liked him really liked David Livermore good season yeah. pro yeah absolutely it really, I remember we signed him in quite inconspicuous circumstances because he signed for Leeds didn't he and then um, like almost a couple of weeks later, he signed for us. Yeah, like bet. that. No, you don't want to sign for Leeds, do you? And he was like, oh, no, no. not really. I'll go and sign big, City. Big mistake um, signing for Leeds. Yeah. But, um, you know, fair play. So, uh, he, nice. he was mentioned by Benedict and Tom Dev. Uh, so, yeah, he, he did all right in the Prem, I think. I remember him scoring a belter. Uh, I actually thought it was Ray Parler that scored it, but it was Livermore. I was like, oh, you're a beauty. <laughs> Or was it in the champ? Uh, it might have been in the champ. But I think, I think, yeah, I think the champ. Yeah. Um, but he's uh, he's in he's in coaching now, as many of our former uh, players are. He's at Cardiff. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, cool. he's, uh, yeah. He's a. Uh, he might be. He's around the football league scene. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's uh, he's definitely one to um, remember as a yeah good good pro for us, and he. Was there for our promotion season, I believe, or yeah, he was there till 2008. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, excellent. And I think we're allowing this one. Um, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this. Uh, Benedict said, Leo de Silva Lopez, yeah, um, because he could now, go de Silva Lopez. Leo. I'm gonna because he had you know was I mean? it Lopez on the back, was it, or did he have the Silva Lopez? But yeah, I'd go for a Lopez, I'd be like, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, well um, said, Benedict. Yeah. Oh, I've just done a little bit of digging on Livermore. So yeah, he did. He left the when we went up. So he left the you know the summer that we got promoted. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, he, he he joined um, Brighton when they were in League One. All right. Um. So yeah, it's it you know done pretty well, and now he's he's the assistant manager at Cardiff. Ooh, oh, cool. Shares a birthday with my younger brother. So there we go. There's a fact. 20th of May, 1980. Shout out, Sammy T. Yes. Okay, so is that the... No, final, that... final. Whoa, there's more. There's, there's more. One, well, there's one more, and then there's one like extra. Okay. Um, so George Lyle from Sioux CR. Uh, again, don't know him, do you? And uh... no. So well done to you guys, who clearly know um, the whole city alphabet better than us. Um, <laughs> but This, why, this give... is why we do it. Yeah, it's an education for us, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give, uh, I don't know what you want to call this award or if it's anyone who can sponsor this award. This is the Good Effort Award to Suze, who came up with the show LMO. Um, and I quizzed Suze on this. And the response was, uh, it's just my way of saying Elmo. Oh, fair one. Yeah, that's the, yeah, the, not anagram, is it? Is it an anagram? No, it's just Elmo without an yeah. E. Um, yeah, just trying to trying to shorten it. Yeah, 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 trying to shorten it. Trying um, to sneak him into the letter L. So yeah, fair play. I think for the effort, yeah, we'll we'll give you that. Yeah, just because we like Elmo as well. You know, if it was a player that we didn't, you know, that wasn't really a great servant to us, we might be like, oh, I don't know, but yeah, we'll give you that. Yeah, so so good. They let him appear twice in all city alphabet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well done, so, everyone. 
Yeah, great, great one. That letter L turned out to be a bit of a bit of a belter. Exactly. Good stuff. Yeah. So right. finally, quickly, should we no, sorry, not finally. Should we do um predictions for the next two games? Yeah, we'll finish on the high with the news. Yeah, perfect. Really looking forward to sharing that news. But first <laughs> So um Oxford today. Oxford today. As we're recording this, we we are um in the morning of the Oxford game away from home. I'm starting yeah. to take note of home and away games now with fans, uh, depending on where they are, being allowed back into stadiums. So uh, I'm not sure where Oxford, that, you know, in terms of the tier restrictions at the minute, but I'm sure that, you know, if it was a, the first time a, a crowd were back in the stadium, they'd you know, be backing them. I forgot which team it was now, but there was a team the other day that let fans back in for the first time. I think it was Charlton. And... Um, the, they got booed off. The team. <laughs> <laughs> I was, well, that's brilliant because I think they celebrated a throw in. Do you know, like the first throw in, and um, they were, you know, they're all going crazy because it was like being back in the stadiums. Oh, this is great! And then they ended up booing them off. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I thought it was brilliant. Um, but Oxford, I... anyway. I digress. Uh, Oxford, fourteen points from fourteen games. They currently um, sit twentieth in the table. One place below Swindon, and we know how that turned out. So, uh, always a a tricky one when you're going away from them. Um, I can't. Oh, I'm not sure who the the Oxford manager is now. Is it still that Michael Appleton who hits the weights? Not you know, the, the former Pompey guy who's a tanker. Not sure, yeah. but um, hopefully they'll probably, it's... Be in, um, they'll probably be um, drinking um, some form of some form of bitter. All yeah. other bitters are available. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Smiths, maybe. Yeah, he's going for the old Webinsons Award for next week. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking this game, um, if if fans are allowed in, I'm not sure, but tight game. I'm going to go for a 1 0 with Eves off the bench again. Yeah. It's going to become I, our Solskjaer. Yeah. I, I think um, comfortable win. Uh, I think 3 0. Ooh. I just Love think roll, roll on the league form. Yeah, you, lo- you love to see it, don't you? Yeah, ignore the cup game. It's still, you know, a good few league games in a row, uh, unbeaten. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think Oxford are any good. And so, now, like that is like I'm being a bit overconfident, maybe, but like, I don't, I don't see enough in them to cause us any problems. Let's clip you know, this up for next if... week. <laughs> I don't yeah. think Oxford are very good. <laughs> Damn it, I've really gone for it. Just yeah, set out a stall, yeah. No, um, love it. Yeah, love quickly. the positive thing. Yeah. yeah. Who's, who's scoring for the... Just real oh, quickly, um, who's scoring? Wilkes, McGuinness, Doherty, and then McGuinness again. Ooh, we're going for a little four. Okay, let's go. All right, then. Yeah. Crew in the cup. Crew in the Papa John's trophy, is it? Uh, next round, so round two. We're in the knockout stages now. Um, and crew uh, are quite well known for their like, uh, development of of players. They don't necessarily have an academy set up, but when they get to that under eighteens age group, they start to pick up the the sort of players that get released from the the big clubs around them. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that crew are going to have a pretty decent side, pretty good goers in the cup, especially against maybe our our second side. Um, and I hate to be the, the the pessimist in this podcast, but I'm going to go for two one to crew. I think it's wow, gonna, and uh, I'm going for a shock. You weed, um, and uh, hopefully I get proved wrong. But I'm going to go two one to crew. Yeah, but yeah, don't get caught out by the five thirty kickoff either on this one, guys. So yeah, Tuesday five thirty. I, I think I might be wrong. I might be playing it on. They're playing it on Sky. Is that why it's at five thirty? I might be wrong. Um, not sure. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, but yeah, five thirty kickoff for this one, guys. If you're planning on watching um, in in the old uh, meat feast trophy, hopefully we enjoy a slice of the action. Yeah, we. <laughs> so I keep um, going to keep going with our campaign to try and get um, Papa John's to send like the winners of each um, game. Uh, you know, a meat feast for all the podcasters who mm. support the teams or all the fans, that'd be great. So, yeah, if you're listening anyone from Papa John's, do send us a large 20-inch meat feast. Other pizzas are available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I'm going for a little 2 0 win. Excellent. Right. 2 0 win. Yeah. We'll finish with some news, Alex. What have yeah. we got? What have you got to tell us? So I'm going to start with the contract extensions. So, uh, again, continuing the good work behind the scenes uh, from the guys at the club, uh, Billy Chadwick signed a two year deal with a one year extension for the club if they wish. So, a good bit of business that. He seems like he's got a bit of promise, does Chadwick. So yeah, I would say maybe. so. I'd say maybe. At the end of last season or pre-season, it maybe hung in the balance a little bit. But I feel like he's done enough this season. He's kicked on. He's improved lots. And being around the first team more, I think that's a really good bit of business, like you say. Yeah, and I like the extension for the club option. So if he does get in the first team, starts performing, and other clubs are sniffing, then we can warn him off with a one-year deal. Um, So yeah, good stuff. And again, Fleming was also tied down to a three-year deal. Uh, with a one-year extension. And now, with contracts, I'm like, they're not really contracts, are they? Because, like, players could just go, I want to leave, and then they do. So, um, But what it does mean is the longer you have players down to a contract, the more uh, signed fee they have. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a bit more security and confidence yeah. for the player more than anything at this stage yeah. of their careers as well. I think, you know, the thing, right, the manager believes in me, he's given me a... You know, it could be a deal worth up to three years potentially with with you know with extensions. Then you think, mm. right? He believes in me. Do you know? It, rather than letting it run down to the last couple of months all the time. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Fleming's was actually a three-year deal with a one-year extension. So another good bit of business. Yeah, big promise that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, he can kick on and push Elder a bit more. Well, um, that takes him up to what the age of twenty-four, twenty-five as well. So yeah. you think, wow, he's got he's got plenty of years in him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm going to come to you quickly before you uh, come back to me, John. Can you just give us some update on the listening figures for us? Yes. Um, so we had our biggest um, listener haul for the previous episode with Bri Lee. So thanks to Bri as well for appearing on the podcast. It's been very, very well received by listeners. Really insightful yeah. podcast. Um, and we've, we've had just shy of 90 listeners for that, which uh, 90 different listeners that is. So, um, obviously, me, me dad sat at home playing it on repeat hasn't really boosted that up. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but in all, in all seriousness, um, it was a really good podcast. So, hopefully, that's sort of, sort of the, the kickstarting the next phase of our development as a pod. And we have amassed over 900 listens of our podcast since its inception. And that's in, in, um, Obviously, 10 episodes. This is episode 11. So we'd love that to get to a 1,000. So with, to, yeah. uh, with today's episode uh, and the previous ones as well, obviously, we're, we're ever improving. But I'd love it if everybody... i do a Kevin Keegan now. I would love it if everyone shared this podcast far yeah. and wide. I would love it. Yeah, great. Great shout. And also, um, for those of you who haven't uh, listened to the episode with Brian Lee... Um, if you if you do give it a listen, just watch out for me and Tucker and sorry John and how silent we are. Yeah, uh, and just like how enthralled we are listening to Brian's stories, and he gave us some great insight into yeah. times that we weren't blessed with, and also you know he gives us quite a bit of info on you know the Nick Bambi situation, which was very interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's uh, it's called Tigers Go Top, so it's our previous episode to this one. Yeah, great stuff. And yeah, that brings me on nicely to our Twitter following. We now have amassed over 250 followers on Twitter. So very thank nice. you. Very, very appreciate, uh, appreciative of all those who have followed us and all those who listen regularly. You know, I really love interacting with all the fans on game day on when they're interacting on Hull City Alphabet and stuff. Um, so yeah massive massive thank you to you all it really means a lot right so i've got two really really smashing bits of news now so the first bit of news is we have teamed up with our podcast friends over on the other side of the globe in australia the whole city australia guys uh we've been messaging behind the scenes and we have agreed a date to record uh, a special episode with them uh christmas special uh we're going to do a couple of 
uh, with different features for that one. But yeah, look out for that one. It should be a real cork at that. Um, we've got yeah. really good guys. Them. I'm really looking forward to it. This was they were the, one of the sort of first Hull City related podcasts I was sort of listening to when um, yeah a couple of years ago really when I was sort of I wanted to do something like this but. I'd always sort of stewed on it for a couple of years, thinking, oh, you know, shall I, you know, shall I go for it or not? But I was always interested in their podcast. So it'd be great to sort of uh, chat to them and almost like an, uh, they're an inspiration, really, to how sort of we kickstarted our podcast. So it'd be great. Yeah, really looking forward to that one. So, yeah, thank you guys for agreeing to come on. Uh, it'll be a smashing episode. Uh, we're going to release it very close to Christmas for that one. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And finally, a real, I'm going to announce this as a real coup uh, for the podcast. Uh, you know, a real statement of intent, you might say, from ourselves. Uh, we've managed to uh, agree for Brian Horton, ex Hull City manager and assistant manager, also manager of Man City, Brighton, uh, yeah. among others. Um, he's going to join us um, in a week or so's time uh, to record. Um, so look out for that one should be a real real pearler of an episode um, expecting us to be quiet again yeah absolutely um, I was always a big fan of his uh, and you know Phil Brown spoke very highly of him uh, about him during his tenure also and how key he was in the, in the success of that era um, he's also got um, a new book uh, new book that he's going to talk about as well uh, yep. so yeah this will be a, a real pale every episode so look out for that one very much looking forward to that and um yeah make sure that you subscribe into the podcast to make sure that you don't miss when that episode drops because it's going to be fascinating yeah absolutely so i think that just about rounds us up john yes thank you very much to those who have listened uh extended episode today obviously game morning so oxford later on up the tigers and hoping for another win in the league. Thank you, guys. Catch you next week. Yeah, thank you very much. Good luck today for the Tigers. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.